Hello and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble podcast, proudly supported by Sideline Sports Grill at Arona. This week we talk to Academy Coach Ben Khan, CEO Sean Millercamp, and Dan Dan, the membership man. I'm Jimmy and I'm joined by Luke and Josh. How are you beautiful people? Hello. Good mates. How are you? I'm alright. Evening. We're back after a month. Mm, and it's dark outside and it's cold. But, I'm um, back after two months away. We'll probably have another month off after this. And yeah, probably. It's yeah. hard work. Yeah, there's, there's a fair bit to talk about, but not enough to keep it going week after week. Yep, true. All right, walkout song. I want Josh to get this one. Hooligan army. You know what song this is? The Hooli Dooli song? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the, the cheap rip-off of the Wiggles. Yeah. Hey, Russell. First chant of the season. Should be the Hooli Dooli. <laughs> We've got a crap-looking kangaroo as a mascot. Anyway, yeah, so what's it got to do with? Andrew Hall. Again. The Are you happy to see it? The hooligan is signed. Okay, so... We just Thoughts. we just talked to Sean and we I mentioned it with a question that I asked him, but I didn't want to say it. But I still don't understand this signing whatsoever. Really? Because I think in, he's in what sense? Just because I don't think he's a very good player. What I've seen mm. of him at the when he what, Newcastle first in at Newcastle. Sydney, he was good. Sydney, eh? He was good at the first in at the Newcastle. First in? Yeah, that's why he got to move to Sydney when he was like what nineteen. What he's only what twenty one now, isn't he, or twenty two? Mm. Mm. So he's still. I understand why. Like I understand why the club's gone for it. Like the young squad and Ocon being the young soccer, or well, formerly being the young Socceroos coach. I just. I'll, I'll gladly be proven wrong in the season if he plays well. But at the moment, obviously the season's a long way away. But yeah, I see that's, just, that's just more, that's just my opinion. And my opinion doesn't mean that much. <laughs> well, we've got four attacking wingers now. That we've signed on. We we're we're loaded with wingers now. Yeah, so which is good. Well, yeah. Look, the rumours wouldn't go away for a couple of weeks, wouldn't they? Months. It was um. Well, yeah. It was probably almost a month by the time it got dragged out. Um, I think that was the only signing that we <coughs> thought was going to happen. I well, yeah. we'll probably talk about it later. But I no one no one really saw Golic coming or Barrow. Yeah. Well, I thought I knew someone from the Jets was coming, and it was either going to be Hull or Kennedy. And um, out of the two, I would have rathered Hull. So yeah, I can. I'll agree with that. Tick that box as a win. Um, I do, I agree that uh, he hasn't looked great at times. He has a good um, game every one in ten. Yeah, me. but I, I'm I'm leaning more towards you know the perceived or the very real uh, perception of him throughout the league is that he has a bad attitude and that you know his head gets down and then. It, Stays down and, you know, he's... Who wouldn't have a bad attitude playing for the Jets? Exactly. And, you know, then we've seen that thing towards the end of last season on the sideline with him and Clayton Zane, and that didn't look good for him. Um, It just spices up the derby. It does, but... But Maybe the fresh start for him at a new club, which is a rival club as well, might be a good thing. I think his his attitude may be a product of his environment. Yeah. Well, he didn't like being there. No. He's a a Newcastle boy, isn't he? He's a local, isn't he? Yeah. And you know, I don't. I th- the, from what we know, the way from what's been played out in the media, the way that whole thing happened was that 
was at an overseas club, wanted to sign him. The Jets upped the transfer fee to about three hundred and fifty thousand to four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. He's not worth that much, based on in based on the last two seasons. He's not worth anywhere near that. And so then they said, "Well, we're not going to pay that." And then then Newcastle offer him a new contract. And Hull says, well, you can go jump. I'm going you elsewhere. You can shove it up your ass, basically. Yeah, that's essentially what he said. You can shove it. I'm going to sign with our biggest rival. Yeah, <coughs> so, pretty much. you know, the Jets probably offered him a lower contract um, or maybe he just didn't like he just didn't like the terms of the contract. Um, I, think I don't think... I didn't, he doesn't like the club. Yeah. Well, he didn't no, want to be there. I think they they offered him an upgraded two-year deal. So, But but there's, there's, there's obvious reasons why he knocked that back. And I think you're right, is that he just didn't like the way things were going up there. And I think that's. Plays. I don't think a lot of the players did. If no, you like, if you, for no. me, if he liked the club, he wouldn't have signed with the biggest rival. No, and that's why I think it plays into our hands so that we can play on that dislike that he has for the Jets now. Oh, imagine if he scored um, in a derby; that'd be amazing. It would be, and you as know, much as I don't like him, because I that, don't think he's that great. But if he scored in a derby, I'd be on the bandwagon for sure. There's that history there with him and Ocon as well. So Ocon, you know, I trust Ocon in his judgment even though it's only been one season but i think if he sees that there's a potential good footballer in there yeah. then i'm on board with that yeah i'd, I'd see a lot of potential there if he, if he gets <clears throat> if he gets the right service out wide and then gets a good striker to hit it to mm. then i think i see a lot of and then this throws up an interesting good one. product coming from him based on form do you start cabsy or who well we're gonna have to wait Trend. till pre-season aren't we i know who do you reckon are our Based off last who do you reckon season, our starting, starting wingers? Uh, who do you reckon our starting wingers are? Payne, yeah, is definitely. Who's the ne- who's the other wing- starting winger? Hull or Cabsy or Trent? Well, I think he will start Hull, but based on form, I'd start Cabsy. But that's the which headache. is a weird thing to say. Yeah, which would have been a weird thing to say last this time last it year. It would have been, and even Cabsy admitted when we spoke to him on here that he had a slow start, but then he came good more towards the end. Um, but that's the headache that Ocon has now. And it's I think he got good that because he scored that goal. He scored a yeah. couple of goals. He got that hoodoo off his back. Mm. That's a good headache to well, have. Well, maybe he'll scores a couple of goals and goes on a good run. So yeah, it's, it it's, all, it's all to be played out. And I, I look forward to it. I really do. Mm. It, it's oh, The season's so far away. It's, we're in June <coughs> and then the season doesn't start till October. So. Oh, let's go for the signings then. So we've done Hull. So Cabsy re-signed on. We sort of knew that when we talked to him during the interview. I'm 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 happy with that. I think he deserved it for his late season form to get another year. Very deserved. Now there was times when he was on the pitch um, last season that he looked like the only one that wanted to be out there sometimes, and he wants to wear the shirt, which is important. He's moved up here from Western Sydney with his girlfriend, so he's in it for the long haul. If he can prove that um, he can put it in for the long haul, so I think he's he's, he's always had the ma- he's always had the, the Mariners with him as well because he was youth. He has this is this, you know, this is this is where he started. So he's gone full circle and he knows that it's probably his last chance. And even he admitted that. So because what is he 24, 23, 24? Yeah, around that. So he's still pretty young. So he's, he's got time. But it yeah. Was, yeah, I was I was content to see him get another year. Yeah. Uh, we've signed Golick as well. Apparently, well, as you'll hear from Sean later, he was here for a couple of weeks training and only a couple no of people knew. picked up. Yeah. It shows how much the media care about our training. Out of nowhere. Came out of nowhere. Um, yeah, this is the one I'm slightly iffy about, if I'm He's, honest. Look, last year we struggled dramatically with um, with you know not having someone tall at the back. Yeah. This is the answer. He's six foot two. And I thought he was taller. Is he six two? 
I'm pretty sure. I thought he was six four. I'll be six four. One of them. Yeah. What's well, a couple matter. of inches between friends? <laughs> anyway, so, you, it, so it fixes it fixes that problem. And next to um, Barrow, and Barrow is definitely well. tall as well. Yeah. So, speaking of Barrow, fantastic signing. Easily Great signing. the best signing of the lot. Um, experienced, intelligent player, and what we needed in the back line. Not saying you know that we didn't have talented players in the back line. They probably just weren't ready. So Golic is one point nine four meters and twenty seven. I thought he was actually younger than that. But so with Golic and Burrow, where do you play Golic? Do you think? Well, I remember at the Wanderers he was playing wing back and he played okay. Cause well, he played left back for the Wanderers a fair bit, and he was the one that put in that ball for Tommy Urich in the Asian Champions League final at Parramatta Stadium, which ended up being the winning goal. My mm. concern about Golek is the consistency. There's not a lot of it. And, you know, over the over the last 12 months, he hasn't played a lot because he went to Persepolis. Go on. Persepolis in the Persian Golf League. And then they terminated, or he had his contract terminated uh, through FIFA because of unpaid wages. Then he goes to Butchion FC, and then uh, he has his contract terminated by mutual consent before the season starts, and that took up about twelve months. So he hasn't played a lot of football. So when he when he left Perth and he went to, to Moldova, he played nearly a whole season, and helped the team that he went to win the league just about. But with all due respect, it's Moldova, and after that, he hasn't played a lot. So that's where I'm a little bit iffy about it. But we do need depth at left back. We don't know what's going on with Mickey Neal. We still need a specialist. We need to sign a specialist left back. I yeah. Because I think he's. Mo- I think Golic's mostly a centre-back. Yeah, and he can play centre-back. So that's where it does give us a bit of depth. Um, and then Tom Hiarie played in the Eredivisie last year. Another good signing, but I have not seen a second of him play. So This is probably... I think... I think, I think it's a bit of pressure on him to come in and fill Monty's yeah. shoes. It's going to be a straight swap. Sure. It takes one of the DM roles. Yeah, you'd yep. think. Sorry it's to interrupt. Golik is 6'4". So go. that's that's good height for a centre-back. And yeah. it's playing position, left-back or centre-back. Yeah, and if that pulls out, if that pulls um, Liam Rose out of centre-back, then that's good. Yeah. And then we've midfield. also got McGing we can throw in. We've got Ascroft we can throw in. So now we so have... like a McGing-Rose midfield yeah. is decent. Now we have depth. Which is weird because Some versatile players. We, in the squad, yeah. you know, six months ago we had no depth and we were looking very light. But Haraye, is that how you say it? Haraye? Hiraye. <coughs> I'm still dodgy on it. Hiraye. 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 This is the one I'm most excited about, to be honest, because I think if because he plays as a very good level, yeah. I'm expecting good things. Yeah. Well, he played 25 games for Groningen last season in the Eredivisie and they finished eighth in an 18-team league, so that's all right. They played 34 games or something, so he played 25 of them. So he's played a fair bit of game time recently. He's the perfect age. These are the sort of guys that we need to be signing. Him and like Alan Burrow, who's only 31, that's the perfect age for the visa. How, much, how old is he? Very 20, much like Swansea. He's, 20, he he's 28. 28. 28, so yeah, that's, that's prime. Perfect age, age yeah. on a two-year deal. He's been at the same club for 10 years, so that says a lot about him, I think, in terms of loyalty and that. And, you know, he wants a new adventure and he's keen to get out here. It's not like he's been forced out of his club sort of thing or anything like that. He's, Ocon's convinced him to come out here. and um, But he does 
have big expectations to fill. So big boots to fill. Big boots to fill. Very big. And that's going to be the challenge. Right, we're joined by Dan. Dan, the beautiful man. G'day, guys. How are you guys doing? Looking forward to the season. We're good. We're good. Now we got uh, we got a new question this year. Like um, last year, our question was: Do you scrunch or fold? I'd like Never to point out. Aired. Yeah, we haven't actually aired the old I question. I haven't had time to get that episode together. But this year, we're going to go for a sponsorship from Master Foods. So <laughs> the new question is: Do you keep your sauce in the fridge or in the pantry? Now this one's a passionate um, question of mine because. Um, being from England, I love my sauce in the fridge because uh, it's nice and mm-hmm. cold when you dip it in the toast and the yep. Damn cheese on the toast fridge. and everything like that. So I'm definitely going to go with the fridge. Fridge and army. And I'm one of those people in our office in the staff fridge as well. When we see the sauce in the in the cupboard, I move it out straight away and put it in the fridge and upset quite a lot of people. Oh, but it so needs now to be in the got, fridge. Now we've got two bottles, one in the pantry and one in the fridge. You want, so. you want cold tomato sauce. That's yeah. how you're supposed to have it. Yeah, yeah absolutely, mate. I'm going to be the odd one out again. I can't. Yeah. Are you are you You're a weirdo? Yes. So obviously, you were the scruncher then. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. And I'm pantry. <laughs> pantry every day of the are week. You've got to keep it fresh. Are you left-handed? Yes, I am. Oh, oh you're oh. you're a weirdo. Well, I'm, I'm left-handed, left, but I'm, I'm right-footed. Left well, oh, well, I'm left and left. So, are yeah. you both? Can you? Are you good with both? Bart? I'm good with both. But better know, with left. I know two brothers, Greg and Tim. Shout out. Um, one of them's left-handed, right-footed. The other one's right-handed, left-footed. So what a bunch of weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> Good friends. Right. Um, how are the membership sales going? Yeah, membership is doing really well. We went on sale last um, Wednesday, so that's been absolutely really positive. The first um, couple of w- the first week went really, really well. We were meeting the same type of target as last year, and um, we're standing at seven hundred and eighty-three at the moment. Um, would like to hit a, a good thousand by the end of the week. So, by the end of the early bird, we should have at least um, three thousand five hundred to four thousand people locked in by the end of the early bird period so everyone can renew their seats and um, feel comfortable and ready to go for the season. So when does that early bird end? So the early bird finishes on the 24th of July and um, the first 3,000 members also get a limited edition scarf and also they'll get the two Bring a Friend for free tickets for anyone who signs up in the early bird period this season. Oh, so if you don't sign up before, then you don't get the membership, the free uh, The free tickets. So, so after the, uh, the 24th of July... You yep. won't get the free tickets right. uh, as a full member because we want that to be an incentive. I can for see the a members. lot of keyboard warriors coming for that. Well, I I just also for us we're giving out free tickets. Yeah, I know. And I, I totally agree with you. And for myself, like like it's only two free tickets to a game. I understand that to bring other friends and family along, but also we've been doing it for so long as well, and we need to start converting those people into members as well. Mm. And I, I, for myself, like I would love to do it, and I like to give to everyone, but unfortunately, it's just going to be for the early bed members who renew, um, because I think we've given a good two month window to get everyone locked in for the season, so it's going to be good. And you can't run a business on continually giving away no exactly and and also we want to increase the membership number because we get more bums on seats at the stadium it's going to be great for the crowd it's going to be great for the everyone to see the stadium getting full but also for our players too on the pitch because if they turn up and they see a a nice full stadium obviously that's going to give them a bit more morale on the pitch as well so looking for better results this year as well have you set yourself a target um, personally, for myself, I'd love to beat last year's number, which was six thousand two hundred. 
and 64. Um, so that's at the moment that's my target. Personally, for myself, I would like 6,500 to 7,000 members. Um, that will actually set us up a, a new platform for ourselves and actually moving forward. And um, this year, I've got a, a big team of interns in this year. I've got 12 interns on board um, doing the cold calling at the moment and um, making sure we're not treating the member as a number, but more personally and more individually as well. So we're really focusing on the care factor to the member this year and making sure we can um, give them a better experience too at the ground the phone call i had sounded really nervous yeah i got to meet the first couple of guys they're just getting used to it and everything so um i made sure i um gave them the right people just to give a call first so um obviously you guys know know in and out and everything like that so um before they get the complicated ones too but um yeah they're 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 learning every day and they're doing absolutely fantastic and their confidence will um will thrive throughout the 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 telephone calls and also it's great for them as well to meet the meet the members and listen to their, their their stories as well and there's been some absolute fantastic members out there um, letting them know how the last season's been as well as um, seasons past and present so it's going to be good. So a big thing you're dealing with at the moment which was a little bit of an issue last season is the covered seats. Can you explain the situation behind that and yeah. how you're having to navigate that? Yeah absolutely. Um, so we got covered benches um, when it rains um, FFA have um, a rule after a certain time they'll issue us with um, the roofs have to go on um, otherwise, we get fined for the roofs being off, and it rains on the on the players and the the coaches. And it's a big fine, isn't it? It's a pretty massive fine. It's yeah. I think it's five thousand um, dollars per bench, or I think it's in total. I'm not too sure. Per on wet that. person, but, or something. Uh, yeah, it probably is more per wet person. So, um, but so it's pretty ridiculous. So I'm pretty much in back full of members every single game day. Um, I think it's just so unfair that the roofs have got to go on and they've paid to sit there and the route the, their um their views um spoilt um bay five and seven i don't actually sell on ticket tech um so it's just two member bays so no one can actually buy into those bays um just in case we do have that a rainy day they can actually filter back up in the seats that are spare so they can see that um obviously um that we're still in negotiations with um the stadium to come up with a solution to that as well maybe lowering the benches into the actual ground or finding so you're gonna take a spade and shovel at them I'd, I'd love to mate <laughs> they'll Start be digging. they'll be straight in there tomorrow if i could but um <laughs> at the moment we just need a good solution because um Obviously, we're spoiling the views for the members who are paying money in the best seats in the in the pitch, pretty much. I was going to so. say, they're probably some of the best seats in Australia. Oh, absolutely, mate. You're sport. right next to the tunnel. You're right next to the, the middle of the actual pitch there. And um, when it rains, it just spores the view from um, pretty much um, right from A all the way up to row F. So um, a lot of people are affected. So we're coming up with a solution um, if it's a restricted view um, payment or something like that. So... Um, they actually take those seats, and if it is a sunny day, they actually enjoy the view. But then if it rains, obviously they can filter back you up run in the, the risk, seats yeah. and everything like that. But um, I am going to give an, uh, the members an option this year as well. We're, got, we're hopefully going to do an event before the early bird finishes, and we're going to invite all the gold and platinum members who actually reserve a seat um, to the stadium and actually um, so they can actually go and sit in their seat to make sure they're happy with it. And then we can actually filter like um, to make sure we don't have any issues before the season arrives. That, that's a good idea. I yeah. like that. How are the cushions coming? The cushions are looking good. Um, I've got to admit, that's one of the platinum advantages this season. So they're going to christen... They could. They're they, going to christen their seats early with the cushions. No, the cushions will arrive shortly later on, so they won't right. get their cushions until um, afterwards. So oh, okay. um, yeah, they'll come with their membership packs when they they do the pickups. Okay, I got a question here from a fan. What's the difference between the non-ticketed and the international memberships? 
So the non-ticketed membership is um, basically you get all the benefits as a member, but you don't come to any of the games. Um, same as the international. The only reason why we, it's $5 extra is just to cover the postage, getting it out to the actual members abroad and um, wherever they are in the world. So we, we've maxed we've, um, we With the international membership, we doubled last year. So we've only had that launch for the last two seasons. So I'm hoping to double it again this year. How many were there international memberships? So the first year we had five. And then last year we had 11. So um, it's amazing how many family members I can sign up in from England. So (laughs) it's pretty good. So uh, I'm trying to increase that as I go. So um, I just had a new new cousin in the Netherlands. So I'll be signing that person up up as well. So it'll be really good. So so let everyone else know as well. Because it's great to get our brand worldwide as well. So Mike's... massive advocate he's tries signing up as many people as he can all over the world and i've got some great fantastic people i've got four people in new york who have signed up and now obviously with um hutch over in um, seattle too we might get a couple of people want to sign up to the mariners over here this season so um, it'll be interesting to find out but maybe some venerato as well yeah absolutely absolutely oh. <laughs> might have the new monty um mm. signing up as well so it'll be absolutely fantastic soon so it'll be great great uh what can we look forward to in the membership packs so this year um, we, we, we're bringing back the um, the fixture magnet um, for the season. So as soon as the uh, FA have done the fixtures at the end of June, we'll be able to um, uh, launch them out as a family frame. So you can peel out the middle, you can have the fixtures on your fridge, and then the family frame can go around any nice picture you have and stuff like that. So a little bit of a, a comeback. So um, we didn't do that last year because the fixtures were so late. Um, so we've managed to plan that well and truly ahead. So everyone will get that in their voucher booklets. They can peel it out and come and collect it um, a couple of events before the season kicks off with their membership packs as well so we're going to send out the rest of the pack um, the membership um, card you bring a friend for free tickets and also um, your voucher booklet as well so you can pick up your um, your pack um, just at a couple of events before the season kicks off so really excited to unfold the season I'm really hoping we get some more members on board and also just remember the members also have got the, the Mariner Get Mariner campaign running again so if they sign up more members they can win a trip away to a corporate of uh, um, a game down at sydney or wanderers or newcastle in the corporate box um go down and see the players train and everything then the second prize is an open um tea box which is catered this year and then third prize is a full gold family membership so, so how does that work again so if they sign up um, the most members um, throughout the season, so when they sign up and they recommend a new member to the, the actual um, um, the Mariners, um, they just have to mention their name. Um, so, for example, if Luke knew uh, uh, another four people that wanted to sign up, all they have to do is just mention Luke's name. We fill that in the actual um, bottom part. Can we part. do like a triangle here? Um, you probably couldn't um, because you're already. Um, you, it doesn't happen for existing members. So if you were an existing member last year, you can't sign back up Josh um, oh, okay. under your name Damn. or anything. Like that. It's, it has to be new members that you bring. Well, I've got one. Um, so we had 690 members last year that were coming new. So um, it's definitely there. Um, we do lose a couple of members each season, unfortunately, but um, we're hoping to to get them back and um, see where get back up into the, the the top six again this season. So it'll be absolutely awesome. No worries. Thank you for joining us this week. No, thanks for uh, seeing you three boys here. I'm disappointed Aaron's not here with you, but um, I understand, um, yeah, he's an old boy and needs his bed rest, so yeah. no problem at all. So. Yeah, yep. Big dog camp. We, so. we, do, we do love you, Aaron, but um, mostly I love you three, so thanks very much, boys. <laughs> you, we'll chat to you soon. Thanks.
Uh, moving on to Fred's questions. Uh, he asks, with all the activity that has happened over the last few weeks, do we think that there is a renewed sense of excitement and something to prove that the Mariners belong higher on the ladder than previous years? Do you think that Ocon is on the right path and who would you like to see as the next signing? Well, Messi's in the country, so... Mm. Nice and cheap. You know. um, yeah, I am excited. Me I too. Excited. I, I'm really looking forward to this season, more so than you know the last... I'm more, yeah, so I'm two, two, three more excited for this upcoming season than the last two combined yeah. by a long way. I think we've made the right decisions uh, in terms of releasing players. Um, the Monty one... Apart from Galloway. He's obviously tough. Well, that that one I can understand because if he wants to... Go to yeah, Europe. Yeah, no, we do don't that, hold players back, but yeah, it's sad to see you know, him go. He was obviously very handy at left back and it leaves a big hole. Yeah. Um, but if we're not going to stand in his way and... The Monty thing, whilst same sort of thing with the Hacho situation, it was hard at first when he announced it. I was like, oh, shit. But I think now um, looking on it, it is the right decision. It was probably the right time to move on. Um, and it's amazing when you sign a couple of players and all of a sudden you go, we actually look all right when you throw in all those youngsters and a couple of visa spots. And if we fill the spine with those visa spots... Um, we're going to be very tough to beat, I think. Oh, I wouldn't go yeah. that far. I'm looking forward to a marquee striker. Mm. Yeah, I want to. I want to see someone really and a, decent and a number. T- we need a really front. decent number ten. Yeah, please. Well, if you say we say we don't fill all five, say we fill four visa spots, right? And we're holding out on one for maybe January f- for whatever reason, for whether it be financial or because we don't find the right player. We've got a visa centre back, we've got a visa DM, visa number 10 and a visa striker. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you throw in those young guys around that, out on the wing, Liam Rose in the middle. You've got the young guys on the bench that can come and fill in um, who they've been through a tough couple of years, but now they've got the experience. Um, they can probably do a good job with those older heads around them. And the I way, the the way Ocon wants to play as well. Yeah, and be very aggressive. This is why we've been talking that we need to have the set, uh, the, the the team set up. You know yeah. that that's that experienced yeah. um, spine, yeah. the, the decent spine with the younger players around them learning. Mm. You know, receiving the balls. And yeah. we need goalkeepers as well. We need two goalkeepers. So that is the other thing that do I keep we, forgetting. Do, <laughs> do we use a visa spot and a keeper? It'd have to be a pretty good keeper. It'd have to, to use be one. a pretty good keeper. You know, there was. Uh, Tom Glover, who I think is an ex, ex, ex Spurs, Spurs youngster, Academy, yeah. yeah, the Australian kid who just, I think his team just got relegated to the conference, I believe, or League Two. They got relegated, but then he left and he was released. So I know he's floating around, which would be a decent young sort of Australian pickup with a fair bit of experience. Um, but I really hope we don't go the Ben Kennedy route still. Sean. Yeah, Mike. <laughs> I'm concerned about that, but we don't want Kennedy, please. No, there's plenty of good goalkeepers floating around in the NPL that I think can do a good job for us. That's one good thing in Australia. Where there's plenty of good goalkeepers floating around, um, but that is a very important position that we need to get right. What about um, bit of a left field? I just thought of it then. What about Oldfield? Remember Michael Oldfield? We're trialing, mm. and he's he then still he floating signed, around. Signed with. Uh, I think he signed with Sydney, didn't he? But he never got a game. No. So and he got released pretty much straight after that. Yeah. So, so that's what I mean. If you can someone de- someone decent from from NPL would be good. Yeah. Because if if we sign two keepers, they're both going to come in 
on a level playing field. It's not like we've got a Danny Vukovic here and they're going to sign a number two. Red main. <laughs> we didn't have yeah. Vukovic red main situation. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to have a look at uh, three keepers for the first squad? Well, I think so because oh. that's what we've done the last two or three seasons. Do you reckon Pierce would be number three? Yeah, I yeah I like Piercy. There's a good keeper there, but I don't think he's ready yet. He had a good MIL. He had a tough start to MPL. He's come good the last few weeks, um, but I don't think he's ready yet to be on the bench every week or to start. It seems to be that M- Mount Druitt game is the turning point for our yeah. club. I think. Yeah. In, in the academy, and that includes you know everyone, including Pierce. Yeah, and there's his, a couple of guys on the fringe there to come, too, like come Lockie Wales and that. Mm. Lucky Wales, who come on and played the last game of the season in the A League, so, but that goalkeeper position is very up in the air. But I'm more interested in this whole marquee thing. That's what's going to be fun. I think we all are. We all are. That's what's going to be fun because you know we obviously we're not going to be spending a crazy amount of money, <laughs> um, but I'm thinking if we can get someone over here for six fifty, seven fifty a season. That's all right. And to you'd, someone you'd that's, be expecting a lot for that money as well. Yeah, that's all right. To someone that's been around a little bit and that can score some goals or that can be a creative player. Well, you want um, a decent backup to that as well because if he gets injured, yeah, well, you know, yeah. Well, look, our what our main backup striker now is Josh Mingham mm. or yeah. Blake Powell. Oh shit! I keep I've completely <laughs> forgotten about Blake Powell. Wow. So, well, there's another <coughs> sort of backup striker that we've got. Yeah. I, is, I, I don't know why. I just completely forgot that he existed. Man, he did sort of fall off the face of the earth there for a little while. Um, but the marquee thing is going to be very interesting. It's just we need to, like we've done with these couple of visa spots we've already done, um, we need to get them in as early as we can. We don't want to rush it, but we need to get them in as early as we can. So they have a good pre-season. Sort of like get them in before pre-season. Well, not just pre-season, but also the visa regulation changes are coming in. Which mm. is what Sean said. July. Was it July? Yeah, yeah so the rule change there is um, with the new 457 visas, if you're playing, it, 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 there's an English language test and it used to be if they were earning under 100k, they had to pass it. And now it's... Everyone. Everyone. So, you know, we're going to look at missing out on some players. Like if you want to sign a player from an Asian market, you know, it's pretty much yeah. 90% of them gone. Yeah. That's it. And also maybe some some European, some South American as well. Yeah, well, Europeans tend to be quite good at English. Depends where you're yeah. from, though, in Europe. Yeah, but uh, the South American definitely. The South American would like be a Perez tough. couldn't speak English. Kim yeah. couldn't speak English. Yeah. So yeah. Interesting. yeah, but Perez could actually play. <coughs> to be fair to him, yeah. Kim couldn't. No, but it, it limits your your visa. You know, yeah, players' exactly. visa. Look, right down. Um, is Channel Thanks Ten the Australian best? Government? Is Channel Ten the best? No, because they don't have mail. <laughs> you know, I suggested this on Twitter. If Channel Ten are like a smart, they'd get Sano Simoned in to do like a weekly show. They should. They should. So the the way that it's going to work is is that they're going to use Fox Sports' thing for the entire coverage. The feed. So whether that means they're going to... Get the pre um, and post Fox yeah, show. They, yeah, but they might not do pre and post. They're just going to have the game, which that's not going to be good at converting people, I don't think. Because I think the pre-game and the post-game, as much as it can be can painful sometimes, I think yeah, it's important because... That's what Fox still used to do with the um, EPL. Yeah. They'd have their own pre and post-game. Yeah. 
but I then think, have yeah. the live feed. Yeah, so like may, Peacock, so Peacock, Bozza, Slater. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So maybe Channel 10 might do their own, but I don't know if they can with the deal. I don't think they can because of the way the deal's done because it's all purely through Fox. Fox own the deal that Channel 10 have got. Yeah, well, as I've mentioned previously on the show that... Fox are the sugar daddies. Yeah, <laughs> that, that um, you know, Channel, Channel 10 the whore. will probably be broke like a whore soon, so... <laughs> mm. Yeah, so, and um, I'm sure it's one of Murdoch's, Murdoch's sons that's on the board or part owner of so, Channel 10. So we'll just blame Murdoch for it? Yeah. We'll just blame the Murdoch family? Let's do that. Like Let's do that. Pretty as much long as Aaron Chen up. is nowhere near it, I'm happy. <laughs> oh, well, I reckon Christ. ABC shot themselves in the foot with that because if they had have made that coverage all right, FFA or Fox, because they own that last bit of the TV deal, would have probably looked at them and went, well, yeah, we can go have a look at them because ABC would have been good because they've got all the guys that do the W League. They could have easily all converted across and done the A League. Because um, they they had Sarah Walsh. I don't know what that on was the, the, on the ABC coverage, which was which was the only good part about it because she was a footballer and no knew what she was talking about when the others didn't. That was horrific. Yeah, it was horrific. It was a dark day in football. Well, I've watched that guys. Um, he's. You know, it, it's his whole He's a bit. Stand up. It's his whole bit. It's being like naming like the things awkward, wrong. The awkward. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like he, he did a whole sketch where he went up and asked people. He, he pretended it was his first interview ever, and just not funny. That's a, that's ABC in general for you being a bit weird. Yeah, but it's Channel Ten's not the best. But the reality is, is that we're on free to air now. At least we got free to air. Yeah. It's only been twelve years or whatever, but we got there eventually, and the money's not good. Um, it'd be better if the coverage was their own, um, but we'll get there eventually. And we're on the second channel, which is good because it's a HD channel. It is good. One, one HD. Watching, um, reading what uh, the guy from Channel 10 was saying about it is that they're going to treat it the same way that they did the Big Bash. So that's what they did with the Big Bash at first. It was on one, and then they eventually moved it onto the main channel because the ratings were so good, and they put a lot of effort behind it to get it up there. So hopefully that is the same. Right, um... Moving on, Tyson Scott got engaged to Britney. Congratulations, buddy. Batting Merrin's there, Mr. Scott. But seriously, congratulations. Hope the podcast crew get an invite to the wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Doubt we will. Podcast table. (laughs) Congratulations. Um, Everyone's happy for you. All right. um, With the Yellow Army, I recently put up a status on our Facebook page, sort of calling on everyone, I guess, um, to just this year, we we need to be back. We need to be back bigger than before. Uh, we're going to do merch again, which we haven't done for a couple of years. And you know, we want to start making tifos again. We need basic point is we need. We just money. need money. <laughs> and, it and pretty hands. much comes down to everything in life, isn't it? You need money to and, do and hands. A lot, like, of this, a lot of this stuff comes down to money and hands. Money and, and hands. Hopefully, we'll have the hands. The money thing. We we'll, will, we're going we to sort that out. We will sort. Well, uh, we'll start doing bunning sausage sizzles. <laughs> yeah, no. Nah. At the local at West Gossie. No, but we'll, we'll get there. We'll try and be better. We'll try and be better. And if anyone's listening that wants to put their hand up and help, then feel free to contact. And if you're interested in buying merch, I've got a merch idea that is fantastic. Um, should I say it? No, don't spoil it. Definitely don't spoil it? it? All right. No. No, you're not saying it. It's my idea. I get to say it, mate. All right, some other questions that um, were asked for Sean but were more appropriate for 
um, Paolo or Paulo, as some of you call him. <laughs> Paulo or Pablo. <laughs> Pablo. <laughs> Pablo um, Oaken's bar. Are there any youth team that's, that uh, they see is capable of getting a contract next year? Now, we are spend this a little bit later, but um, probably... From from our view... Yeah, Duncan, um, Fox, Wales. Fox is pretty good. Fox has got... Duncan Stewart double is, a, is a gun striker. He is a gun, and he has arms like Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's crazy. Um, he's very quick. He has a really, really good finish on him. Um and yeah, his, his speed for a guy of his stature. Yeah, he's pretty big, and he's but he's really pacey. He's as well. huge. Yeah, when when we went to Valentine last week, yeah, to watch to watch ago. the uh, Spirit game, uh, he scored right in front of us, and he broke straight through between the defenders, knocked it around the keeper, and then finished from a, from a real tight like angle, a really really tight angle, and um, he's super impressive. Um, Wales. Yeah, I was Always just going to say Lockie. Most of the time, yeah. he's played Gianni really Stesnes. Gianni is a gun. And well. Whale and Lockie's already um, debuted as well. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And um, obviously, big raps on Michael Gasick from the weekend as well, who kept Pavlovich quiet, um, who's played the last couple of weeks. He's only 17 years old, young centre-back. He's really tall. Doesn't look 17. He's huge. Um, but there's some good players in that side, definitely. So maybe not next year, but the year after we're probably yeah, looking at because yeah, yeah. as we talked to Ben, you know they're, they're still working out if they can extend uh, the age limit. In yeah, that, like, so it was like Benny was saying before, not to ruin the <coughs> interview or anything, but he's like saying twenty to twenty-one year olds still need probably that one more year to grow as footballers. Yeah. Uh, what areas of the field do you still uh, see signings like that we need? Oh, we just discussed. This, yeah, so the, the striker, two go- two goalkeepers. Defensive mid, another defensive mid. Yeah, need left back Tack, too. Left back, attacking mid, striker. Done. So we still got a, we still got what five or six signings that we probably should try to make. Yeah, uh, what happened to the South American player that came to Oz and is playing in Victoria? Well, last we heard, he's playing for Facundo? Altona Magic. Facundo. Yeah, Facundo Al Casar. Casar. Yeah, that's it. Nothing will come of that. Um. Well, I don't think we'll if see. We, if we sign a if we sign a visa number ten, then that's not going to happen. No. Well, I think I think he's struggling to get game time in Victoria, so yeah, nothing, he's not going to get in the A League, and that's him. So no. yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, all we can do now is laugh at uh, Dimitri Petrados getting cut after <laughs> a few weeks. I don't and he's going to go straight to the Jets. I don't understand some of these young Australian players going to Asia and chasing the dollars when these stories come out every single time. Just about, it feels like it's all, it's it's almost way better there. that they just stay in Australia. Yeah, like there's the stuff that's come out the last couple of days with the Socceroos back in Australia that Jackson Irvine knocked back a contract in Asia worth 180 grand a week or some stupid amount of money. Um, to go over to England and look how well it's paid off for him. So, why they go chasing the dollars, I don't know. I think it's their agents. Oh, we're joined by Ben Khan, Academy Coach. How are you, mate? Good, thank you. That's good. All right, well, you've driven all the way up from Terrigal. Yep. Um, 
You know, we drive all the way down to Valentine for you, so I think it's a fair... <laughs> That's a fair sort It's a fair, fair trade-off. Yeah, you do yeah. it every week, and I come here once <laughs> once every few months. Fair trade. <laughs> I can um, live with that. Start off with a pressing question. Do you keep your sauce in the fridge or in the pantry? 100% fridge. Yes. Oh, God yes. damn it. <laughs> On a roll. Two poms and two in the fridge. 100%. Yeah. Right, now we're just over halfway through the MPL2 season, and uh, after a shaky start, we're having you know, a resurgence... Uh, that's four wins in a row, isn't it? So, with the first team, I mean. Yep, four in a row. Yep. So, what, what do you put this down to? Is, is it starting to click? Or uh, look, I, I don't think there's any one determining factor. Um, I was probably the only person, but I did maintain in the rough start at the beginning of the season that we were doing the right things and playing really well. We, it was just a couple of small details that were letting us down. Uh, but then, you know, there were other factors as well. You know, we, we're last few weeks we've had a full squad of players training with the A League being off. Um, you know, we've we've found some good balance in the selection. A couple of the young boys have come in and started to do really well, uh, especially in the back line where we really needed some help. So, so uh, the most impressive win of the four in a row probably came on the weekend against Marconi, who are probably league favourites. Three mm-hmm. 0 uh, up at half time and went on to win three one. Was it as comfortable as the scoreline suggests? Um, it's probably the game that we've had least possession uh, in in any of our games this season. But we were very, very effective when we did, and and we knew we knew that we would have to sacrifice some possession to uh, you know protect the space where all their their good players are. There, you know, they're, they're the famous front four. Mm. So, um, I heard you made them more coverage. <laughs> <laughs> Look. We we were the better team, but it wasn't a ninety minute dominant performance. It was we we were very very good when we went forward. We defended really really well, but we certainly didn't dominate and make them look like a like a bad football team. Yeah, yeah. Was it was it the plan to go out and play on the counter a little bit with the pace that we've got, and maybe knowing that they've got slightly older heads and maybe slightly slower heads? Well, we know we know that they throw a lot of bodies forward, and and that most of their strengths are in that top line. But we also know when they lose the ball, not all of them work particularly hard uh, going the other way. So they count uh, the dollars. Yeah. So so look, I wouldn't say it was the plan. I think we planned on having more control of the game than we did, but it was certainly part of the plan was to catch them in those moments, and and luckily it came off, and we you know we scored three in the first half. So so have you found Michael Beecham yet? I heard he went missing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't his best game. Yeah, well, look, we we uh, we we were very clever. The boys up top were very clever in in how they moved him around and took him out of positions he didn't want to be in. And yeah, we we created a lot of space in behind him and around him. Excellent. We, that we that's what you got to do with a player that's thirty plus. Put some put some basic wingers on him, and yeah, they'll go straight past him. Yeah. So yeah. we've been watching the boys over the past few weeks, and we've had a we've seen a couple of youngsters that have stepped up from the from the twenties. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been pretty good. So um, can you give us a bit of background on the youngster who kept uh, Pav quiet on the weekend? Because we had Pav had a pretty dodgy game. Yeah, look, look, uh, Michael Glassick is his name. He's uh, 99 born, which makes him 17 at the moment. Makes um, us really old. Yeah. <laughs> makes yeah. me feel like I've done nothing with my life either. Yeah. <laughs> look, he's he's also a very talented cricketer as well. So, um, Is he a local? Yeah, local boy. He's been, been in the uh, in the program for, for many years now. Um, but look, he's, he's also a very intelligent, 
yeah, boys, very academic, school captain, um, takes his studies very seriously, great temperament, re- you know, really he's got he's got all the tools mentally and attitude-wise to go on. He's, um, but most impressively, he's, he's just a real true defender, but also very composed and comfortable on the ball. So with the age limit that our, your team has, how many players are we looking at, at losing at the end of the season? Uh, look, it's still up up for discussion with Football New South Wales, FFA and the other A-League right. clubs. So at this stage, we don't know. Okay. We don't know. So yet. there could be a rule change. To, okay, that's yeah, good. They're, they're, it, it has been, it's been mentioned that it may be extended. So the boys that are now in their last year would have one more year. Yeah, I, I imagine it was brought in to stop uh, the clubs playing their full A-League strength team. Uh, I well, th- at least part of it. Yeah, I'm not really sure what the reasons were. I think that I think there was also I think they also see that once boys get beyond that sort of 21 mark, they w- they wanted to create space for the younger boys to come through. But yeah. our opinion of it is that 20 21 mark that they're still not fully developed and they're still not ready. Uh, you know, it'd be it's heartbreaking to have to release boys that in a year's time might be good enough, but right now they're just not quite there. So. Yeah, just yeah. get the extra year to polish them off here. Yeah. No, fair enough. Uh, we see you hanging around the benches of the 18s and 20s uh, when they're playing. Do you, like, mentor type the, the squad, those squads, and the, the coach and the manager? So uh, my actual job is head of performance phase, which is the 18s, 20s, and first team. Uh, so, I, look, I I don't like to encroach and I don't like to you know I'd like to give them freedom they're both really good coaches but but it's um you know it's a team effort from a staff point of view and and we like to to share the burden between the three of us for all three games well there's one thing I've particularly watched you from time to time on the sidelines not an attractive way but you know why not (laughs) (laughs) I think you're attractive that's right thank you you. you'll sit down and just let the boys play Mm -hmm. let the like I do we do hear you don't get me wrong Mm -hmm. But um, I love how you just sit there and let let them work it out for themselves. Yep. And who needs exactly, to watch the game yeah. when Benny's on the bench? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what you want with you know youth coach, and it's yeah. I'm, I'm happy to see that. Yeah. Look, I think it's a balance. I think sometimes you know we work incredibly hard and do a lot of work through the week at training, uh, so we like to give them the chance and we like to develop players that can problem solve and and find solutions uh, in game. But there are, there are times when they you know they need. They need information. They need uh, a bit of drive as well. So, usually wingers tracking back is when. Yeah, it's, that's, it's a major issue in my team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you, the winger? No. <laughs> no. Got him. So um, we've um, got him. left we've back struggling with market two yeah. players. <laughs> with a few of these youngsters coming in, you sort of have a bit of a selection headache now, don't you? Because there's been another player. Jack, who's been playing right back, I don't know yeah, his last name. Jack Coopers, yeah. yeah, he's been really impressive. Mm, very good, very good. Uh, he was he was another one did really well in twenties. Uh, just through chance, injury, suspension, opportunity, came in and and hasn't hasn't lost his place and doesn't look like doing so. Um, the the selection. The selection is is difficult because you have to leave people out, but we have the twenties there where we can always give people minutes that need minutes. So it's uh, you know it's a it's a win win uh, as long as all the young boys are playing in in decent teams against good teams. You know it's a good place for them to develop. So in first grade, we're currently fifth, mm-hmm. making a move up the ladder a little bit. There's five points between ninth and second spot, so it's a very tight comp. Mm. Um, how do you think we need to? What do you think we need to? 
do now to keep this sort of mid-season momentum going? Oh, look, um, it, obviously the, the, fir- the first five or six rounds were, were really tough for us, but we're quite process-driven. So rather than always looking at the result, we, we analyse the video. Uh, if we meet certain criteria... So Shout out to Liz, by the way. Shout out to Liz, yeah. <laughs> if we meet certain criteria and statistics... Um, we know that we're on the right track, so uh, it's why we weren't panicking when when uh, you know, results weren't going our way and it was one goal here or there, a set piece here or there. But uh, now it's just about maintaining what we've been doing but keep improving as well and keep developing the players on an individual level. Can you talk, can you talk about that a little bit, the whole thing with the video? <laughs> so Les obviously videos all the games, Les, Les Hornery for those who don't know. And how do you sit down with the boys? Because obviously they'll have school and work and whatever. Mm-hmm. Do you because you're training three nights a week? Do you uh, four mornings a week? Four mornings a week. Four right. mornings. Yeah. So can you explain how that all that sort of works? Yeah. Look, we have to be quite creative because in an ideal world you'd have uh, daily video review sessions that would last somewhere between fifteen and fifteen minutes and half an hour. With school and work, it's not possible. So we. Um, have found different online platforms to share small videos that we spend a lot of time uh, taking down. You know, it might represent uh, you know a whole component of the game, but we might be able to just show them one or two clips that represent that, and we put a lot of detail in. Um, or you know, or sometimes we uh, we use individual video uh, pre-training, post-training. We we bring them in in groups of three or four sometimes. So there's we we have to find keep finding new ways of being creative and, and increasing their learning. What do you think of the proposed restructure of um, football New South Wales with the going from uh, MPL one, two, and three, and then the state? To just it's going to go to one and two, aren't they? And then they have state leagues underneath that. Yeah, look, I, I haven't, um, I haven't been privy to too much of the conversation until anything's finalised. I, I mean, you hear so many different things that you know, in terms of restructuring, in terms of clubs going up, clubs coming down. So, you know, that that's Ken's job. Yeah, okay, fair <laughs> yeah, enough. Yeah, I just coach the players. And I think it would end up yeah. being a longer season that way as well. Well, the last I heard it, yeah, they want they want more teams in in MPL one and two. Yeah. Um, look, that suits us because more games is is great for the players. But I don't know how that how that overlaps with NYL. I don't because we, we don't know the structure of next year's NYL yet either. So, look, it's all in, up in the air, and we'll just uh, we'll just take what happens and, and keep trying to work with the players. So we've got Blackhound Spartans this mm-hmm. weekend mm-hmm. who are towards the bottom. Um, the confidence in the group must be sort of pretty good. How do you think we'll go this weekend? At home, at Plume, at 3 o'clock on Sunday. Well, it depends on the support that we get, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> we'll be there. Yeah. Okay, that. good. Yeah. <laughs> now, look, um, we lost at Spartans early in the year. We conceded uh, a free kick, a corner and a pen. So uh, bar those three moments, which I think were their only three shots on goal, uh, we we were very dominant and they they were very defensive and very negative against us. So uh, look, I would expect based on form that we we have the potential to go and and beat them. But again, uh, as we saw early in the year, it comes down to the young players and their consistency and their mindset and whether we can uh, you know whether we can be as professional as we have been in the last few weeks. So talking about support at home, mm-hmm. what do you feel of the group name Pack of Cards? <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, We've been waiting to bring this up to you Yeah <laughs> well, 
Yeah, no comment on that one. That's a, that's a yes for me. That's a yes and a fence banner. We're doing the yeah. fence banner tonight. All right, uh, go for it. I'd back it. I'd back it. I'd back it. As long as it doesn't get me in trouble, I'd back it. No, that shouldn't. So what, the, the post is going to be Kant's army? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, go for it. I like it. Lovely. <laughs> who, do, who do you see um, moving up into... Into the full team next year. Ah, uh, look, it's um, it's a tough question that I genuinely don't know the answer to right now. Um, look, Paolo's squad will depend. You know, he he's working on many things at the moment. Um, how that comes together and which pieces he manages to to put in will 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 probably. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll have to wait till that happens before we know. Which youth team players will come up? I think, but uh, but I think there are three or four in in the window. Yeah. Does he stop by and come and watch? Or yeah, yeah. He was at Marconi on the weekend. Uh, Ivan. He coaches I, one of the younger teams, doesn't he? I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the small rumor he was wearing a Marconi jacket too. Oh no! <laughs> I think it was ridiculously cold, and he borrowed it from the nearest person. <laughs> but, um, we'll go with that. Yeah, and look, I've, Ivan was down at our game uh, a couple of weeks ago, so they you know they take a good interest, and in, and there's lots of communication there regularly about players. So, do you want to get promoted, or are you happy in the MPL too? Um, look again. That's probably a question for people above my head. Um, yeah, of, of course, of course, that would be great. It'll be of a big step up though into NPL one. Yeah, it would be. And Sydney, Sydney FC struggled early on in the year with that, but have put some results together recently. And again, uh, should that happen, the the rule change would be significant to whether that would be something we would chase or not. Fair enough. Well, well thank you for joining us. We appreciate. It. We much. wish you all the best for Blacktown on the weekend at home. Thanks very we'll much. Talk Thanks, to you soon. guys. Oh, we're joined by CEO Sean Millican. How are you, mate? Yes, I'm good. Very good. That's good. Right. First question, important one. Do you keep your sauce in the fridge or in the pantry? Uh, and can we get a Master Foods deal out of it? Um, <laughs> oh, it to, to be honest, if you wrote a good letter to Master Foods about the community work that you do, you'd probably get yourself a couple of free bottles what, of sauce. What, wanking off sauce bottles? <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, hey, you said that, not me. <laughs> the um, uh, sauce bottle in the cupboard for us. So, oh, well, my God. Yeah, but see, if it's yes. in the fridge... That's why you're my favourite CEO. The sauce sticks at the top of the nozzle. Like, yes. Yes, whereas if it's it in the cupboard... It happens in the pantry. Nah, it's... But you put cold sauce on hot food. It's stupid. No, I get you. got to keep it fresh. No, it says on the bottle, keep refrigerated when opened. No, don't agree. Yeah. So that's... Oh, now we're getting uh, technical, huh? Yeah. Yep. Right, how did Does this... Does it say on toilet paper whether you should scrunch or fold? <laughs> <laughs> it should. <laughs> <laughs> if you scrunch me, you're wrong. <laughs> fold only. Uh, how, did the short, how did the shareholders meeting go? Uh, the shareholders meeting lasted from uh, about 15 minutes and um, they just passed through the motion and everything was normal. So it's just a process and everything's just moved forward. So it's been. So what does that mean? A total non-event. It means that um, whilst there's a few more pieces of paper that need to be passed through, some legal things, that uh, uh, Mike will be 100% shareholder. That's all right. it means. Okay. Yeah. Did you enjoy the Mariners medal dinner? I enjoyed a I majority of, a roasting. Of, of, the, uh, of the medal night, the... Um, the roasting from our owner was uh, was <laughs> unique. I didn't see it coming. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it, but um, yeah, look, he uh, yeah, 
he entertained the crowd, that's for sure. Oh, it's probably pushing it a bit. I think there was. A, I think most people left. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Mike. Um, yeah, I'm hi, just Mike. kidding. I'm just kidding. I was very entertaining. Uh, how's the preseason planning come along, and do we have any games planned? And have you come up with an answer to a hypothetical decision about? The hypothetical location <laughs> of a hypothetical FFA Cup home game. Uh, very good, very good. So preseason <laughs> is preseason is is intense. This is um, and I've been through many preseasons. Though um, I thought last one was was pretty full on with with the changes and everything that happened. But already I um, we're working really hard, and and I suppose it's because we're so driven to to leave no stone unturned. Um, so, um, so the planning, I suppose, there's a lot to go. We've got a new head of football and uh, and a high performance. So, um, so he's learning more and more about the role. And, and preseason is a big part of um, of, of Monty's new role. So he's, um, in fact, we spent four or five hours on it today, uh, going through every option and the the real, you know, uh, understanding how how much FFA Cup. You know, affects this. So the dates when you may fall yeah, for, for FFA Cup, it, it disrupts your entire pre-season. So you need to almost plan four or five different pre-seasons if you get knocked out first round, if you're travelling away first round, yeah, if you make it through to the quarterfinals, you know, when does all, you know, each you know, venue availability, well, yeah, what does this all, all look and feel like? So it becomes very complicated and, uh, and then you've got a budget to work within so there's confines around that because if you spend too much in pre-season, that could hurt you later on throughout the season when uh, when you need money for putting on an extra player because you've got to play as fifty percent and um, you know do you fly him to Wellington those type of things so you need to really balance the books uh, very smart in that space very early on so it's uh, it's a lot of work but you get it right it's very very rewarding so is there any games planned before those hypothetical dates is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so so look there, there there will be plenty of games planned you know we are definitely. Uh, wanting to see what we can do, something out of plume. Um, yeah, we think that that'll be an important one. And um, um, and yeah, I suppose we just keep keep looking at you know, every... Because you want to play as many A-League opponents as you can and every A-League club is going through the same processes at the moment. So finding out which A-League clubs are, are travelling overseas, when they're available, yeah, who's got the funds, who's flying into Sydney. Um, yeah, and, and it just becomes a, a moving feast day by day. But, um, but yeah, you get as many games as you can in and you spend as least amount of money as you can. So we're looking at mostly local games, not so much regional. Uh, no, no, no. Again, we're definitely looking at, at, at a regional. Um, you know, the uh, uh, the Orange Dubbo Corridor. Then, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that's definitely part of the remit for us. It's a fun road trip. Um, I'm a strong advocate for Orange because we did a couple of a couple yeah, of years ago, and it was ago. extremely yeah. fun. We had a mm. good night at the the pub on yeah. the Saturday night, and then the game on the Sunday Ivo. It was good. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think the the um, the conversation with Orange is really about finding a date. They've got the rugby league and rugby union yeah. grand finals on those fields. So then, what are the dates in and around that can work and yeah, that's the that's the juggle that, that everything's going through. Yeah, right I remember now. the last we were, when we were there. It was um like rugby league uh, grand final week weekend. Yeah. So yeah, definitely getting fields at that time would be a bit of a hassle. Mm. So yeah. hypothetically, why can't we use the stadium for the FFA Cup game? No, there's, there's no reason why we can't. It's just you know what happens if there's a massive storm and the field is um, I don't know. I'd like to down. see the FFA Cup game at a, like a smaller stadium on the coast. Yes. It'd be yeah. It'd be is nice. it is it is it really to be serious? Is it because of the rent? No, 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 no. Absolutely not. Absolutely is it, not. Is it due to there, costs there, or anything? Or no, 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 no. That couldn't be further from the truth. Okay. Yeah, it's for it, the fund it, yeah. value. Yeah. So yeah, no, I agree with that. I don't really have an issue going with to a smaller or to a plume or to 
boy boy if we end up at boy boy but <laughs> no i just thought that maybe it was hiring the ground during the week and maybe worrying about getting a small crowd losing a lot of money no 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 yeah. no couldn't be further from the truth in fact the last time we had ffa cup at the stadium was quite the opposite we had seven and a half thousand crowd on a mm. cold tuesday night and uh and was actually a, a a very good one so you copy that model and there's no reason why, why you're not so it would only be if there's a logistical one i haven't met the stadium for a couple of weeks now uh, the last conversation with them was they are looking to put on more uh, more events uh, that, that are in there and so of course that that, that puts some extra pressure but if a concert yeah uh, was to be booked on you know, in, in there that that that, uh, that happened to drop on those dates. And I've got no, I genuinely have no insight to uh, to anything like that until I meet with the stadium. Uh, I am due to meet with them tomorrow. I was um, just about to ask that. How How is the stadium developments going? Yeah, so um, again, yeah, yeah I, I suppose we're, yeah, we're catching up with them tomorrow. We're due to catch up with them today, but something changed. They, they called in last minute and said that they had to postpone for 24 hours. There's, um, there's a... Um, uh, there's a restructuring how the stadium is managed within the council, uh, just in the re- in regards to the reporting lines, which we think is a positive thing. So, um, so, um, so, so there was a council representative at the middle night, um, and um, um, and so, so yeah. Until we sort of really sit down and map it out and look uh, and discuss with them, we are we're working through um, the um, the notion of of extending the venue hire agreement. So, what does that look for like for us financially and operationally moving forward? That's that's really exciting, and I think that that's a bit of an outcome in regards to a lot of the um, the um, the growth for Gosford that we did uh, last season, and um, and we know that they've upgraded some. Um, We've up, they've upgraded some corporate boxes. There's uh, funding that's been announced in the um, in their budget for the change rooms and for new big screens. Uh, I think it was about two point three million that they had allocated for stadium upgrades. So we want to find out more about that and get right behind that and support it. We think that that's a really good thing. So um, so hypothetically, yeah, uh, you, we've always got a plan. So the way that it works for FFA, we have to lock in two venues for every uh, for every FFA Cup match that's there. So um, so there needs to be an A and a B. Uh, that's there so um, we don't have to do it for A-League because they lock in the actual venues themselves so it's actually uh, right now the FFA are calling Kath at the stadium saying are you available for these weekends and she goes yes no yes no yes no and they adjust the draw accordingly but the FFA Cup the draw is the draw this is the date you're pulled out of a hat so you will be playing you will be the home team so you need to have a venue and if you don't have a venue you need to have an alternate venue so we need to have an alternate venue so what does that look like I don't know so um, yeah, so uh, um, interesting times then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah. If yeah, yeah. That's 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 the hypothetical. To to be honest, so I didn't know how to fill in the form. That's, so, <laughs> yeah. so uh, when's the new kit due to be released? I'm sure a lot of fans are pretty keen to see what uh, what kits we'll be wearing for next season. Yeah, great question. I don't know. Um, so it'll be released when we've actually got it and approved the final design and construction of it. So um, got some samples today and we rejected them all because they just weren't good enough. Um, but the good thing is, is, is Umbro is really good in that space. They turn things around really quickly. And um, unlike previous manufacturers, um, the uh, the flexibility for them is... Like is, who, Sean? <laughs> I, I can't at risk of, of going to court. So the... Uh, yeah. But anyway, all I can say is, is we're really happy with... Uh, with how accommodating Umbro is in, in making sure that, that everything is spot on. Is uh, Rebel going to be running the online store again? Uh, yes, yes. And um, and we've worked with Rebel through the off-season as well to increase the range, to increase and improve what they're doing. And they're one year into understanding what that looks like. So, um, And look, you know, I'm, I, I can only say, look, it's not going to be what we used to have because we used to have full control of that, but it used to cost us money. We used to go backwards. So it is a financial decision. It doesn't... Um, 
Uh, it hasn't got to uh, be as comparable as to what we used to previously have. But again, I like to say that that's, that's balanced out by the fact that there's no palm tree on the front of the jersey. Thank God. Mm. Amen. Hi, Mike. <laughs> right. Uh, reports suggest that the FFA are holding up um, our confirmation of the W League. How is that coming along? You seemed quite positive on Twitter. Yes. When uh, I mentioned it. Yes. It's a absol- winky face. Absolute rollercoaster every day is, uh, is a high or a low. Uh, in regards to W League, we were we were very 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 close. Um, however, the last minute TV broadcast deal did not uh, factor in W League, and that was the confirmation that we're looking for. So they postponed or or right. carved out W League into the broadcast deal. So we are our strategic uh, modelling around us putting in a W League has been all signed off and approved. Um, Alan Stajic, the the Matildas coach, goes, "This is great." The PFA is saying, "This is great." FFA themselves are saying, "This is great." The challenge comes to the cost for the league in regards to the extra match that, that happens. So so there is a cost that's involved there that needs to be budgeted for, that needs to be accounted for. There's a board meeting with the FFA board, I think it's tomorrow, and this is on the agenda, uh, because they need to write into their budgets this extra cost that comes in. If they don't, then we've got to go and find a lot of money. Um, so I'll be speaking to a lot of politicians to say, this is good for women's football, this is good for the game uh, to grow and ensure that, um, that's, uh, that there's more opportunities and pathways for young athletes who will get a good minimum wage. The, the modelling for us around W League is, is not about you know, the same similar models that we have for A League. It's a totally different ratio, but the aim for us is to really uh, be, be highly competitive and, and, uh, and improve the financial uh, opportunities for the players, uh, unlike what are some of the opportunities for the other clubs. Uh, in, in W League space, we've got Emma McBride in this building now, don't you? Yes, met with her yesterday to discuss W League. Uh, in, in Excellent, yes, brilliant, so, yeah, yeah. So she's a very big advocate for it, and and so is Lucy Wicks, um, who um, who I'm meeting with tomorrow um, uh, as as well. So there's um, yeah, there, there's there's a lot of support for this. This is this is the right way to go, and um, and yeah, we will um, we'll continue to push as hard as we can until it's done. Uh, so the the club announced it was stepping away from taking games to Canberra. Um, what towns are we looking at going to now, or is there is there a need still to move games? Um, and we know that last year you did mention that one of the games was going to go to Dubbo, but didn't for various reasons. Yeah, yeah. Look, the uh, the reason that we ended up with the second game at Canberra was because the FFA had rejected that second game to be played at Dubbo, um, and um, and the, really that come down to to the lux capacity of the lights that Dubbo could provide, even though. Technically, it passed the threshold. It became about whether they were temporary lights or not, and it's um, unfortunately um, yeah fell through at the last last hurdle. And then the club was faced with the decision: do we do a do we do a Brookvale, you know, type sort of model where all right, here's a game back at Central Coast, but we're going to have to charge people. And I just couldn't do it. I just could never go down that path. So rather go down, let's take a punt, see if Canberra can work for a second game. At the time, you know, you're talking, you're talking about this time last year. So it's so early in the piece. Yeah. You've got to make a decision. Um, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to apologise for having a go. Did it work? No, it didn't. So, um, so, so we move forward. And, um, and where we're looking at next, the, the actual question is, firstly, what can we do with our own venue, with the venue hire agreement? So, so the way that that uh, plays out will have a big impact in regards to, what, um, to, to how many games are, are played locally um, and what that looks like for us. So, the, um, so, so yeah, the, the better the deal that, that, uh, that council can, can help us with, then the, uh, then the more likelihood that there's not that reliance to have to take a game away to commercialise. Um, so again, it's that same sort of scenario. If playing a game is going to cost us forty grand 
and taking one away is going to earn us fifty grand. Geez, that's 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 more than a than a very good player, you know, mm. in, the, in the roster. So you can't just dismiss it to say that this is the way that every the members want it, and you'll make the money back because you don't. So it becomes a it becomes a tough call, but it becomes an important one. Um, where are we looking at? We're not really looking at too much uh, solid at the moment. Uh, That's apart, more of a wait and see until the council. more of a wait and see. We yeah. do have uh, we do have offers from other clubs to purchase the 14th match, um, similar to the um, to, to what happened with Victory a couple of years ago. Um, so that model is there and in play. And, and the way that we've um, we've requested for that to be would be that we are just listed as having 13 home games instead of the 14. Now, to anyone on this call, they would understand that and go, well, hang on, you should have had 14 and you've sold your, your 14th match and wherever that ends up is, it ends up. But to the general punter, they would just look at the draw and go 13 home games mm. um, and, and not really sort of sort of understand that that cycle. Um, so there's um, so that that's that's one model that um, that if um, if we needed to does um, no, it could come into play. Would Geelong be a possibility again? Uh, yeah, again, depending on depending on which club ended up yeah uh, receiving that offer. But yeah, yeah, that, that would be. Um, that that would definitely be one of the options. Would be Victory purchasing it, Victory telling us that they're going to take it to Geelong, um, and then we go to Geelong as the away team. Oh, no, okay. no one ever knows apart yeah. from us that we don't have this as a home game. Um, and I'm sure someone will kick us and say that this is not good for football. And and I understand that, but um, but I also can understand what what happens on the balance sheet at the other side. Now I've got, I know you've got to get going. Any moment now. You mentioned Monty before. What exactly does his role of head of football and elite performance entail? Yeah, so um, Monty is the conduit between up here at office and down there at the training ground um, and every interaction that comes in between it. Um, and um, and that's really important. It's really important to have someone that, that the players can relate to, that understands both sides of the equation. So if the club decides to do too much community space, you know, doing too much for the players, you can go, right, I get this. And on the flip side, if the, if, if the players or the football department push back and say, no, we're not doing all this community stuff, he understands both sides of the, uh, both sides of the equation. And along the way, the purpose of that when it comes to to, um, to elite performance, is to clean up all that so that everybody who's looking at football can just focus on their football. Um, unfortunately for the Mariners, we have to often wear a lot of different hats. Yeah, so there's plenty of times that that Paolo and and Ivan and and everybody down there ends up doing stuff that's just totally out of their skill set or out of their remit. So by Monty taking on a lot of the burden of all that should mean that everybody else can really focus exclusively on their role and do a lot better in their role and improve that elite performance. And, uh, and along, along the way, culturally, that's, that's really the first bit. Let's, let's really uh, talk about yeah, our cultures, you know, how do we make a better player, a better person before we make a better player, what are our values, um, what, what happens to our new visa players as they hit the ground. Uh, he's the one dealing with their visa. He's the one speaking to the player. He's the one to make sure that they're picked up from the airport yeah, and their families are happy and that yeah, everything comes in super smooth. That's um, Mr. Club. Absolutely, absolutely. That's 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 that's. Um, uh, and I tell you what, he's getting his teeth right into it. You know, we. Um, I literally just got off the phone to him as before walking in, into here. Just um, so so, yeah. He he doesn't stop working, and um, and it's and it's very good. It's very good for us as a club. I feel it in in the admin with Dan and with everyone to have a question, have an idea or whatever, and then get a perspective that that we didn't have before. Um, offers a whole whole new layer for us and. Um, and yeah, I'm very, very positive that this is a big step for our club moving forward long term. Uh, just on the signings last week, it was a pretty good week for the club. We signed Alan Barrow, which I'm pretty sure all fans thought was a very good signing. 
also Golek and Tom Hiae, Hirare, Hirae, Hiae, Hiae, and Hu, which was a big big topic. You pronounce all the letters, but not the J. Hiae. Um, so yeah, any anything anything you need to add from the signings? Just what the what the club sort of thought of the thought of the announcements and fan fan reaction to it? Yeah, look, I think it was a um, um, it was an obvious campaign bias, I suppose, in regards to how we rolled it out to time it in with membership launch and all that. So um, look, you know, let the cat out of the bag. We signed Anthony Golick and Cabsy a long time ago. You know, I can't believe that no one picked up on Golic. He'd been training with us for two, three weeks. Oh, really? So, and, yeah, you kept uh, the Golic one quiet. Yeah, no, not no one, no one. Day. But I don't know. Like, no like, one expected Golic. I don't think anyone. Saw yeah, that I had a mate that knew. Yeah, so yeah, he was training with us and and all that, and he's he's been fantastic. And so, uh, but again, it was really about you know making sure that we made a lot of noise at the start of you know, memberships going back and um, and, and really. Um, looking after the players and their brands as as well as as how they engage and they're received, um, and trying to tell a story about how Paolo is piecing this squad together. Um, start that so everyone can start to really buy into what we believe is a very successful season on the horizon. When's the marquee coming? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, look, you know, I saw that rumor. Yeah, yes, I think Paolo started that one, didn't well, he? Messi's in the country so right now, so yeah, Messi's in Melbourne. Mr. Smithy's in the in the uh, in the Daily Telly. Ah, yes, that's right, that's right. That was after the conversation with Paolo. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we are we're in a we're in a good situation where we are um, very very articulate in in, in how we can spend um, every little cent that we've got. And that does put us into conversations with players that um, that I don't think for the last two years that I've been here we've been able to to, to consider. So uh, there's a lot of it feels like there's a lot of uh, the hard work and the pain that we've gone through has got us into a position that we can at least we're, we're at least on the table now. Now, is it great? Do we have you know the same budget that the other clubs do? No, we still don't. But are we are we you know reducing that gap? Just a little bit that, that puts us into good conversation. So, I'm excited that if the players that we are currently negotiating with um, agree to the terms that we're available to offer, then um, then yeah yeah we're in for a good ride this season. So, what position would that market be? Striker, midfielder. Uh, well, number we, ten. Now we, you're poking the bear. You have three <laughs> of those positions that still need to be filled within the roster. Yeah. Um, so um, we also need a left back and, and goalkeeper. But um, yep. yeah, two. I, I'm not suggesting that um, that the uh, the left back and the goalkeeper are, are, are future marquee players. But look at that defensive midfielder, attacking midfielder, and striker. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's where where we yeah where we'll be as aggressive as we can in the marketplace to get the players that we need. No worries. Um, when do you start your holiday? Um, holiday, I have Friday off. Um, so, <laughs> Excellent. And uh, and I'm going to Tamworth. And um, if anyone, if there's any Mariners fans out there, keep your phones off. There it is. Could, could be messy. There is Mariners fans <laughs> out there. Yes. My sister's out there. Okay. Cool. So. I'll send them your way. <laughs> anyway, very All good. Right, thank you for joining us. All right, as thank always. You. Cheers, Thanks, Thank you. See ya. See ya. All right, well, thank you for listening. Thank you to Sidelines. We headed down there last week and it was delicious. Very good. Very, very good. And um, get down to Academy. It's great. Watch. Sunday, this Sunday, three Sunday, o'clock. three o'clock. It won't be. It won't be that cold because it'll be a day game. No, Blacktown Spartans. Get the down second there. last. We should win. Get down in there and uh, hang with the pack of cunts. Um, <laughs> we'll be, you'll see us by the signs. 
And you'll hear us by the woos. Yeah. You'll, you'll hear us by the uh, yelling at the opposition. Yeah. yeah. Come hang That's with the cunt, back. Such a lot of... <laughs> what did you say? What? <laughs> come, hang, come hang with the cunts. Yes. Anyway, thank you for listening. 